0: Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects, and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. This is episode seven. And I'm bringing it to you from Amsterdam. It's a beautiful, sunny spring day. And we're all excited here because we've heard that museums are going to be reopening in about a week. So that's all good news. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about developing a daily slow-looking practice. What it is, why it matters and how you can get started. Um, But if you haven't listened to it already do go back to episode two and listen to the um, this episode, which talks all about what slow looking is and how you can get started with that. And in that episode, I answer some of the most common questions about slow looking. So from the obvious to some of the more obscure ones. So do go back and listen to episode two. Um, I also talk in that episode about how everything I do in my work is underpinned by slow looking and how it's been a huge part of my work over the last 10 years. You know, I've led slow looking sessions with all types of age groups from the very young to teens, adults and beyond. Um, I even developed a six part online course on the subject of slow looking last year. So it's very important to my work, but it's also a personal practice, something that I've been doing regularly for the last few years. Um, I'm really interested in developing my observational skills, and I buy lots of books on the subject. You should see my bookshelves. But I'm also fascinated by what happens when we spend a longer period of time looking at something. Because, you know, if you really want to get to know something or anything, you have to spend time with it. So what does it mean to develop a daily slow looking practice? Well, it all starts with you. It's a really good idea to work on and hone your own observational skills before you think about incorporating slow looking into the programs you lead. So why would you want to do this? Well, there are many, many reasons why developing a daily slow-looking practice might be good for you. Here are just a few. So first of all, it's a really good way of gaining knowledge about the world. Um, It will also help you develop a unique set of skills, observing and describing better, and you'll find it very rewarding. The more you look, the more you see and the more engaged you might become. And I think that once you start noticing details more, you'll notice more details everywhere. You'll hunt for the details and you'll look specifically to find more things to notice. And slow looking is a really good antidote to our fast-paced modern life. It's calming, it's relaxing and it's really good for you looking will also help you think about how you see. And this is really relevant because I think when most people think about seeing or looking, they think in terms of just opening their eyes and the seeing just happening, sort of like with a camera when you take a photo. But as we know, a photograph only captures so much and we actually see so much more. We also see meanings, shapes, solids, materials, you know, proportions, styles, weight, and and so much more. And as David Perkins says in his book *The Intelligent Eye*, the eye hungers to make sense of what lies before it. And in most cases, we don't even notice that we're doing this. The same goes for images. Um, We can easily read meanings from images, even if there's not much information to go on. Our eyes are so hungry that they make interpretations and look for meanings. But we don't make the most of our eyes. They show us so much that we can't possibly take it all in, and we try and look at things as briskly and efficiently as possible. But our normal approach to looking in general is flawed. And according to David Perkins in his book, The Intelligent Eye, we are often hasty. So we jump to conclusions and then we move on. Or we are narrow. So we look and see and think in familiar categories and we're quick to dismiss something before we explore it fully. He also says that sometimes we're a bit fuzzy, so we need to look much more carefully at the details to understand more. And he also says we can be sprawling. We can jump from one thing to another. We glance here and there. We scan, we skim and we scroll. So developing a slow-looking practice can really help us to stop being so hasty, so narrow, so fuzzy and sprawling. And instead, we can learn to slow our looking down and give our brain the time and space to focus on what is in front of us. And this will help us to step away from obvious conclusions, to look for surprises, to look for details and to analyse and organise our looking. And importantly, if we are better at this ourselves as educators, then we are in a far better position to guide others through the process of slow looking, too. So, here are a range of ways you can start to develop your daily slow looking practice. I've included a number of ideas, some outside, some inside, some are to do with art, some are not. And the idea is that you pick one of these activities and you do it every day for a few days and see what happens. After a few days, you should start to notice a difference. So the first activity is to do a 15 minute digital detox every day, a full detox. Refrain from using technology at all for 15 minutes a day. So you should ensure during this 15 minutes that you do something else. And also notice how much you observe around you. Be very aware of what you're observing. So maybe make a cup of coffee or take a walk or meet up with a friend or a family member. And it really is as simple as that. You can improve your observation just by looking up and looking around you. The second suggestion is uh, taking the same walk every day. So I know some of us have been doing this a lot in lockdown over the past year. And I've been doing a similar thing on my daily run. And every day I take a photo to notice changes in my environment. And this idea is inspired by Alexander Horowitz's book. It's called On Looking, 11 Walks with Experts. And the idea is that you go on a walk every day and you do the same route, but that you take time to notice what you see each time. So you might want to note any changes. You might want to look at the effect of the light or the weather or the noise or the smells. Um, you might do it at a different time of day, Perhaps. You can also add variation. So one day you can uh, try doing your usual route, but this time do it through the lens of just one colour. Go on a colour walk and aim to spot all the greens or all the yellows only on your walk. You could also just hunt for a single object on your walk, like a scavenger hunt. Maybe look for a certain type of plant or birds or cameras you know, security cameras or signposts. And if you can't get outside for a daily walk, you could try this room with a view activity. And I included this in my first slow looking challenge and it went down really well. And you need about five minutes for this activity. But it's especially useful if you can't fit in the daily walk because you can do this from your house or your office and it only takes five minutes. So first, you need to find a window and start looking out of it. And you could start by examining the window frame first and notice what it includes and what it excludes in your scene. Then you want to move on to the view, looking for three things you've never seen or noticed before. And you could also look for any movement, look at the clouds, look for any birds or cars before you then find one thing to focus on for a full minute. And during this this activity, the room with the view activity, you can choose to tell yourself what you see or you can write down in a notebook. Um, Some people have also um, got used to drawing the view from their window too. So we've had the digital detox, and taking the same walk every day and the room with a view activity. And now I'm going to move on to my fourth suggestion, which is taking the time to study an everyday object. So choose an object. It can be an old object, it can be something familiar or unfamiliar, new or old. And I want you to study it for one full minute. Then I want you to put it away and write as many details as you can remember. And this is a really good exercise to help improve your working memory. Then after you've written down all the details, take the object out again and this time study it for three minutes. When the three minutes are up, put it away again and write down all the new details you saw. And after you finish writing down all the new details, um, look at your list and think about what new details you noticed and look at the differences between the first list and the second list. Now, if you do this every day with different items for a week, it will really start to improve your focus and your memory. Now, our fifth suggestion is uh, taking the time to study an artwork every day. So, you can find artworks in books if you have them around, or on websites. Uh, you can go to a museum if you have the time, or you can go to a website like wikiart.org and they have an artwork of the day and you could just choose that one if you're short on time. Uh, Places like Google Arts and Culture are also great for finding artworks. You could also follow some accounts on Instagram perhaps that share artworks on a daily basis and you could study one of those every day. But do bear in mind that you want to choose something simple to start with. So first, take some time to look at the artwork, study it carefully for a few minutes, then I want you to put it away or close your computer. What I'd like you to try and do is to try and recall all the basic details of the artwork. You can spend some time listing the details in your head or writing them down as a list. Now, go back and look at the artwork again, but even more closely and slowly. And again, like we did with the everyday object, I want you to then put the object, the image away and write down any new details to your list. On the second view, you are really pushing beyond the obvious and you're noticing details on a deeper level. Now, finally, if you have time, go back to the artwork and take a third look. And after this last look, you could perhaps try drawing the artwork to see what you remember. Now, you don't have to show anyone the drawing and you might want to think of it as an observational exercise rather than a drawing exercise, because it's about what you see and notice and not your drawing skills you can then compare your sketch with the original. And then I want you to think about what you missed out and what you didn't notice. And the last activity, another activity I really enjoy, is taking a longer look at a really familiar, well-known artwork. It could be something that you know really well, if you work in a certain museum, or one that's pretty famous. And in my slow-looking course, we did this exercise with one of Van Gogh's last paintings. And I created a looking log so that participants could fill this log in as they looked at the artwork, noticing what they saw as the minutes ticked by. So we looked at wheat Filled with Crows for five minutes, and every minute they put a note in the log and wrote down what they saw or noticed, and also any comments they had such as um, questions that were coming up, what they were doing at the time, whether they were revisiting certain areas or looking away and looking back. And it's a really good way to explore an artwork, particularly one that you're so familiar with, because new insights will come from the slow looking. So perhaps take some time to look at something you know really well for five minutes and to make a log about what you see and you notice. So that's my six suggestions for developing a daily slow-looking practice. A quick recap if you want, and perhaps you can go back and listen to any of the activities again and try them out for yourself. So number one was doing a daily digital detox, seeing what you observe around you. Number two was doing the same walk every day and maybe including some variations in it. The third one was room with a view, having the the window frame as your frame and seeing what you observe. The fourth one was studying an everyday object, looking at it and putting it away to see if you can uh, recall all the details and improve your memory. The fifth one was studying an artwork, three times looking at it and improving your focus and your memory. And the last one was studying something that's very well known or familiar to you. So these are a range of ways that you can start to develop your daily slow looking practice to improve your observational skills and also to stop us being so hasty, narrow, fuzzy and sprawling in our looking. And if we are better at this ourselves as educators, remember, then we're in a far better position to guide others through the process of slow looking too. I'll include links to all the books that I mentioned in the show notes, and I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share it with a friend or leave me a review. You can also find me on Instagram most days, at Thinking Museum. So head over there and tell me what you think. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.